0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, That Time When edition. Now, today I am joined by one of the most smooth-faced 33, nearly 34-year-old men you will ever see in the (laughs) Formula One world. (laughs) It is, of course, Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder, who also founded my heart.
1: Ah, very nice intro. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we're, dis- we're a lot more polite oh, on this uh,
1: than when it's like Leclerc and Verstappen doing a title battle in the race ones, where we're just like, oh for goodness sake!
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we've been we've been very nice when it's got nothing to do with our favourite drivers. <laughs> right, today we are talking about the t- that time when Hamilton almost lapped the entire field. Now, for once, I can reflect on a race where I can say. I was there. Usually it's Tommy saying, oh, I was I was there in 1972. And oh, I was a great race. <laughs> and uh, I, in fact, uh, was yeah there for the 2008 British Grand Prix where Lewis Hamilton performed one of the best wet weather drives, I think you can say in, in Formula One history. It's definitely up there. You can't, yeah. you can't clash it as the best because how do you do that? But it's one <laughs> of, uh, and we're going to be talking about it, reflecting on it uh so yeah uh, i i remember this day very well actually uh it was very cold i remember sat there on the um well it would have been the old pit straight so it would have been into cops corner was turn 1 yeah uh so i was sat there in the grandstand with my dad and i was shivering i'm not even joking like i i felt like i was Oh, kind of well, freeze over.
1: yeah, I mean, I can see here. It, this is the 6th of July in the UK, peak of summer, and it was
0: 15 degrees centigrade. <laughs> yeah, and it's raining. F- yeah. And it was windy, of course. With Did it you have so a brolly? Well. I hope you had a brolly. Uh, no, I think I had some sort of terrible raincoat. Uh, that will so be why you are freezing as well. Yes, so it was it a was very, very cold day. I remember that. And uh, let's have a look now and, and reflect on what Formula 1 was like in 2008. And wow, it is a long time ago because Kimi Räikkönen was the reigning champion. Good old Kimi when he actually tried in Formula 1. It was, uh, was, yeah, the world champion. Uh, You had Kovalainen, Heikki Kovalainen, who was Hamilton's teammate at McLaren. It was only Lewis Hamilton's second year in Formula 1 after having that heartbreaking year uh, in his debut uh, where he narrowly missed out on the championship. And then you had Alonso who'd gone back to Renault and Hamilton's form was actually being questioned after having two bad races. So I mean, that just sounds like, <laughs> that just sounds like peak Lewis Hamilton. Uh, it made it does. Doesn't it? Yeah.
1: The British press um, love to, to go in when things aren't great on, on drivers, but yeah, Hamilton had a good start to the year uh, and then two bad races to say the least. So the Canadian grand prix, he was winning comfortably um, and People will will know about this, I'm sure. But he, uh, there was a, um, everyone came into the pits. There was a red light on the pit entry, and he slammed into the back of Kimi Raikkonen, cost himself the victory. Uh, Really, sort of embarrassing uh, error, and it also gave him a 10 place grid drop penalty for the next race, which was France. Um, So he started the race down in 13th. Uh, and also picked up a drive-through penalty in that race as well because he cut one of the corners um, and finished down in 10th. So classic media, uh, only as good as your last race. But if you have two bad races, you're absolutely washed and the worst driver in history. Um, so uh, yeah, Hamilton uh, was in a bit, of a, a bit of a difficult stage of his career under a lot of pressure, especially, I guess, as well, you can you can argue, even though it's early days in his career, it wasn't that long since losing that, that title as well in such heartbreaking
0: fashion. Indeed. So let's take a look at qualifying then for the 2008 British Grand Prix. And cars actually ran their race fuel in qualifying. So we've actually done a video uh, back on our YouTube channel quite a while ago, ref- just taking a look at all the crazy different qualifying formats. And Formula One did like trying uh, a few different um, methods of trying to spice up, uh, the actions. So yes, they had to run their race fuel in qualifying and that allowed Heikki Kovalainen to take pole position uh, with Lewis Hamilton only fourth behind Mark Webber and Kimi Räikkönen. But of course, with cars running their race fuel and with pit stops being a thing and refueling back then, yeah, yeah you could exactly. underfuel. Yeah. So whoever got pole position didn't necessarily mean that was the fastest driver of the weekend or the driver that would necessarily win the race. Sometimes teams would underfuel just because they wanted to glory run or potentially hope for an early safety car and and things like that. So Heike Kovalainen took pole, as I say, uh, but it probably wasn't very representative for for Heike to be quicker than Lewis. Would you say that's fair?
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, He didn't. I don't think he got another pole all year and got uh, only one win that was rather fortunate, to say the least, but that'll be for another
0: day, I'm sure. (laughs) Indeed. So let's take a look at the race start then, shall we? Hamilton, I remember it, sat there. Absolutely... Wait, what corner were you at? So Sorry, I, was actually you say... at I was at the, on the starting grid. So oh, I wasn't lovely. I wasn't, I wasn't 21st. The... Um, <laughs> the, I was, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, what is it, the international pit yeah, staff, whatever they call it. Um, so, yeah, so I saw, saw the start. I was a little bit further down. I think I was about middle of the pack, but looked at, just saw Lewis Hamilton absolutely fly off the line and he almost took the lead. Uh, Weber. Oh yeah, I I'm now remembering how crazy this race was because the Ferraris were the worst, just they just did not know how to stay on the track. <laughs> no. Uh, but before that, uh Mark Weber spun on the hanger straight and, and dropped a last, which was a very sketchy incident, as far as I remember. Yeah, he was, was facing
1: backwards. It was scary. It was really, really, really wet, and obviously visibility is really poor. And he was uh, as you can, as we mentioned, he was right at the front of the grid. Uh, Hamilton got an unbelievable start, like you said, and almost took the lead from fourth. Uh, it was such a good slingshot, but uh, a Very
0: short run down towards. It's, it's the a one short well. run
1: down, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Covelinen was able to sweep round the outside of Cops, very close actually to colliding these, these two at that that point. Um, but Weber was was up there in the top four spun and then obviously the whole grid of flying past. he's rolling backwards uh just hoping that that no one hits him uh, quite the the sketchy moment um but yeah uh Massa as well that started spinning started uh, one of many spins <laughs> and did the same thing so Weber dropped right to the back uh and then Massa was like no, I want to be last and <laughs> spun uh, at the uh, the new first corner. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people know this, but if you're you're new to Formula One, uh, it's not always been that way. So the new first corner at Silverstone and that new start finish straight they used to go into a left right quite quick chicane and under a bridge and a, a corner called Bridge, which was a fantastic corner. Like really really quick, awesome corner. Uh, and Massa spun there and had an equally sketchy moment where he's going backwards, um, <laughs> rolling past, uh,
0: and looked very scary. Yes, it, it certainly was. Uh, I don't know what was ro- uh, wrong with the Ferraris uh, that particular day. Maybe they had dry tyres that looked like wet tyres, but I'm, I'm really not sure. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, it was a crazy start to the race, uh, for sure. Um We then had on lap five, uh, Hamilton passing teammate Kovalainen into Stowe corner. Uh, it didn't look like Hakey made it particularly difficult for him. Uh, Hamilton just no. lunged up the inside and was like, thank you very much. I will be taking that. Uh, and then it was pretty much game over uh, after Kovalainen then spun and dropped behind Kimi Räikkönen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so our last that time when podcast was about Jensen Button and his Canadian Grand Prix um, and him flip flopping throughout the grid. Spoiler alert: that doesn't happen in this because Hamilton just <laughs> see you later, everyone. I'm off. Um, and yeah, once Hamilton gets past Kovalainen, um, he's. I mean, Kimi keeps him honest at the start of the race, but uh, yeah, Kovalainen spins, drop behind Raikkonen, and then we get into the pit stops
0: was it before the pit stops that we had one of the strangest spins? Uh, I think it was a Toro Rosso fighting. Um,
1: oh no, that's later in the race where he spins in front of him.
0: Yeah, I think that was yeah, later. It was later. Actually, yeah. yeah, So yeah, we had the first stops. Um, so Hamilton pitted for new winters uh, and then Ferrari gambled and left Kimi Raikkonen on the same tyres. The rain then returned. And of course, you know, if you're on, wearing intermediate tyres, they don't clear as much water. Uh, so then Hamilton had an enormous advantage uh, over Kimi Räikkönen, who, uh, as I say, Ferrari had left out on track. Yeah.
1: Not like Ferrari to bottle strategy, is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they they did the, the classic slick to tactic with Kimi, uh, and it didn't work because, obviously, they came in, refuelled, Hamilton changed tyres, and then because it rained again, he was looking great because he had nice tread in his tyres. And Kimi Raikkonen just had an absolute mare and was uh, dropping back five seconds a lap,
0: pretty much. Um, and just, oh, was no. just out Actually, of Actually, the spin happened on lap 12, Tommy. I'll have you know, the one that I'm talking about. Uh, oh. The Toro Rosso and I can't even remember, I can't for the life of me remember the name of this team with Kingfisher uh, branding on the, Force on the rear India. wing. Was it, was it Force India then? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I, was, oh, like I must have missed that from, from the sheet. Sorry. Yeah, lap twelve. Um, oh, okay, was uh, a crazy old spin, uh, just literally on the straights. There was big puddles of standing water, um, so very treacherous for the drivers. But no worries. It was probably.
1: always oh. sorry. Yeah, it was always in that same part as well, wasn't it? There must yeah. have been a massive puddle at bridge uh, just before, like the what is now the new pit straight, if you like. Um,
0: yeah, spun off a lot of people had incidents there so next up we had nick heidfeld doing nick heidfeld things of not winning a race but looking (laughs) really good yeah Uh, and he did an awesome awesome move um just before i guess it would be the final corner uh, of this old layout uh for p2 uh which was on uh fernando alonso and who was it on uh, he did a double
1: move. He did two double moves. So his first double move was on, was, I think it was Truly and Alonso, I want to say. And then he did another double move later uh, on Kovalainen and Kimi to uh, to get into second. And yeah, I think we mentioned it a few times um, because, well, by the time this goes out, maybe science has got its record. We don't know, but don't know. Um, we will, will not know, but... Uh, Heidfeld, as time of recording, uh, a lot of P2s. The most, right? The most P2s without a win?
0: The most podiums. Uh, most podiums. He's got, he's got uh, 13, 13 podiums without a win. Carlos Sainz currently on 11 as of recording. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, he he then passed. He did a double move on a Ferrari and, yeah, Kovalainen uh, to take P2. So yeah, he absolutely loved a double move into that final corner. It was unbelievable scenes. From Heidfeld, but unfortunately Hamilton was three days clear, so (laughs) uh, he uh, he had no chance of winning. But yeah, so the rain uh, started getting worse. PK Junior spun, was out of the race, and also, yeah, beached it. GGs, take care. (laughs) And then also uh, Felipe Massa, Lewis Hamilton, Kimi Raikkonen, and Robert Kubica all have spins. So even Hamilton was not completely faultless. Uh, during this uh, during this race, because the weather just kept wanting to change and just provide that extra element of action.
1: Yeah, the I I can't believe it wasn't red flagged at this point because it's absolutely chucking it down. there's obviously a big puddle, uh, or at least you know like a safety car or something, but there was a big puddle clearly in, and, uh, and it was just a lot of standing water that was catching everyone out because no one was on intermediates. Sorry, everyone was on intermediates at this point. No one had gone for the full wets yet. And um, yeah, it was, it was catching so many people out. And some people were were spinning uh, and survived. Uh, but Kubitzer actually did did a PK later on and spun himself and went into that gravel trap and was out.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, but it was incredibly wet. And when we say that Hamilton had a spin, I mean, he spun from... Being about a million, a seconds minute, clear. Yeah. yeah,
1: like thirty seconds. I think he had a gap on Hyde at this point, and he just, um,
0: just like a pirouette, and just carried on. <laughs> I love the. Um... So was it Reichen that went for an absolute spin, McGee? Uh, yeah, like, a bridge. It just, yeah, it just felt like this track when it was old, like older. There was there was less sort of barriers around, and they could literally just spin, but then like end up somewhere near the track again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just go off for a spin, and then oh, I'm back on the track again.
1: Yeah, he just spun off out of bridge, and then there was just the way the old final sector kind of happened rather than the Wellington straight, you kind of looped round. And yeah, he just went on that grass and just f- eventually found his way back onto the track. Cause there was just so much like not, it wasn't even runoff. It was just grass, just like a huge grass area, uh, <laughs> around there. And, uh, yeah, the Ferraris loved to spin in this race.
0: Yeah. They spun so many times. It was ridiculous. Um, so Yeah, then the second pit stops uh, came around. Hamilton and Heidfeld pit for Inters. Hamilton already had a, a huge lead, uh, so he didn't really have to worry. He could go and have a cup of tea if he wanted to. Um, and then Barrichello pit with 20 laps to go for four wets, and he was flying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we were thinking if Barrichello wasn't so far behind Hamilton, you know what, what could he do here? He,
1: like, when we say flying, like, it was insane how much quicker he was so i don't know why but no one else decided to gamble on the full wets but barry kello did and it must have just been a case of you know classic formula one where they're all looking at their radars going no it won't get worse it's gonna dry up um barry kello was lapping nine seconds quicker than everyone and he went from I, i can't find the position he was in when he pitted um but it's it was the honda Um, so he wasn't really in the race for example he did qualify 16th so he's not he's not a front runner so he's probably you know mid-pack at this point uh tail end of the field um and he was so much quicker than everyone that he just flew through the field and almost completely unnoticed built a 20 second lead on Heidfeld in second place (laughs) which is just absolutely crazy um and this is, this is the point where I cannot believe this race wasn't red flagged because my days, it was absolutely treacherous. But Barry Kello was just loving life. I wonder if that was another reason why people didn't pit for, for the full wets because they're like, this will probably get red flagged here or safety car or something. And there's no yeah. point risking a pit stop. But yeah, Barry Kello um, was just flying through the field. And it's really unfortunate, actually, because he would have had an easy P2 in this race. But when um, the track dried out, Later, and, and everyone, and he went back onto the Inters. Um, he had a problem in the pits, which cost him uh, a place and cost him quite a bit of time. But he could have easily been second by quite a comfortable margin with this unbelievable gamble that I cannot believe no,
0: no one else tried. Very, yeah. <laughs> very strange. Um, so, in the midst of all this, uh, Massa had a couple more spins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just loving life at the back of the field, just not being able to keep the, the car. Uh, facing the right direction Um, and yeah that was pretty much it Hamilton came over the line to win by a massive 68 seconds he lapped everyone up to Kimi Raikkonen in fourth uh, and it turned out to be the biggest winning margin since the 1995 Australian Grand Prix and the title battle at this point looked pretty spicy didn't it Tommy
1: it did yeah the the 1995 Australian Grand Prix, won't gloss over that because Damon Hill was the guy that won. <laughs> he, won <laughs> he won by two laps. Uh, he, yeah, he won by two laps of Palace. I think everyone just retired in that race. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. It was the last race at um, Adelaide, the old Adelaide street circuit. Um, yeah, just before, before we go to the title, Massa um, spun near the end of the race and uh, it was his fifth spin uh, Massa actually finished 13th two laps down and spun five times. And <laughs> this is the days before Twitter, but imagine the memes that Massa would have gone through uh, spinning five times in a race, especially being in B. He would have had that red yeah, B, the spin. Yeah, he would have been the spinyala like before before Vettel. But uh, yes, the title was looking tasty, to say the least, an understatement. Uh, after the standings after the race were Lewis Hamilton in first on 48 points, Felipe Massa in second on 48 points, Raikkonen in third on 48 points, <laughs> and Kubica in fourth on 46 points. So you had two points separating. And bearing in mind, four. this was...
0: Ten for a win. Ten let's for a just win. Remind people
1: of that. Yeah, as well. but still crazy. I mean, what's oh yeah, a, ridiculous. What's the title? And yeah, Kubica was
0: very much in the title fight until the uh, they were like, nah, let's not. We we don't want the title this year. We'll we'll, we'll develop for next year. How yeah, did that go? and that went very well. <laughs> <laughs> terribly, absolutely, terribly. So yeah, there you go, everybody. That is that time when Hamilton almost lapped the entire field. Was that Hamilton's? Best ever drive, difficult to measure, but I would—it's definitely one that stuck in the mind. Especially having been having only joined F one, well, the year before, it was a massive (laughs) statement for that year. I would say as well, for you know, he wanted to win that championship. He wanted to silence the critics to win at your home race. I'm sure there was so much motivation and fuel that came from winning in such a style. Yeah.
1: And the previous two races, which we mentioned before, where the press run is back a little bit, and then he's like, "I'm going to win by over a minute and lap my title rival." Uh, well, one of them once, and one of them twice. <laughs> uh, it was an unbelievable drive. Uh, it's it's definitely up there, and I think it's it shows what a great driver Lewis Hamilton is. That a drive like that, you can pick others and it's not even guaranteed for it to be his best drive it's definitely up there it's hard to it's it's had so many great drives I mean the the greats in the sport uh Shumi is another one that I feel like has this where you can't pick one race because he has had so many of these amazing drives and I feel like Hamilton's the same where you could put he's probably done about 10 races that would be any other driver's best win. Mm. It's crazy. So yeah, unbelievable drive, but to do it so early in his career as well. um, Unbelievable. What a drive.
0: It's pretty good, this uh, Lewis Hamilton. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of his uh, career goes. Yeah, wonder. Yeah, wonder how it'll go. All (laughs) right, well, there you go, everybody. Thank you uh, for listening in to this That Time When. uh, It's been a pleasure to bring it to you. Thank you to Tommy, uh, the WTF1 founder. Uh, for all of his insights and boomer references anything everything else uh, hashtag WTF1 podcast if you want to get involved and uh, suggest any other that time when topics uh, that you'd like us to cover uh, please do give us a five star rating and a thumbs up or a lovely bit of feedback we do read them all and make sure that you're lovely and nice with everything that you say and If you're still here at this point, you've probably had a great time. So let us know in the uh, feedback. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) See you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Goodbye. Don't know why I'm waving. It's audio. (laughs)